Hello, and welcome back to the Magic Mindset Podcast. I am having one hell of a time getting the opening to this episode recorded. (laughs) I am sitting here in my husband's closet. It is painfully early on Sunday morning because it's the only time my house is quiet. Everybody is asleep. But I want to get this thing recorded. I want to get this thing done within the next 20 minutes. And I'm just starting and stopping and starting and stopping. And each time I mess up the opening to this thing, my bullshit grows a little bit bigger and my excuses get a little bit louder. I am telling myself, don't worry about it. Just start it next week. It's not a big deal. You know, you tried and you know my feelings on trying. Trying is very, very important, but I'm telling myself that I need to walk away, but I'm not. I need to sit here and I need to bang this thing out because I made a commitment. And that is exactly what we are going to be talking about today. Commitments to ourselves. See, I don't like the term New Year's resolutions. And it's not because I'm not a fan of resolutions. I'm a fan of goals. I'm a fan of goal setting. I'm a fan of reevaluating our lives and reevaluating what is serving us, what is not serving us. I think all those things are not only wonderful, but they're crucially important to being our best selves and showing up authentically and living a life that, you know, fills us with pride that we feel purposeful in. It's an amazing thing. However, I hate the word resolution. (laughs) Okay, I guess hate is a bit of a strong term. I don't hate the word resolution, but I'm neutral about the word resolution. And my bet is that you are also neutral about the term resolution because we don't use that word regular. We have no emotional connection to that word. And I think that is part of the reason why we have such an easy time turning our back on our quote-unquote resolutions because we feel no emotional attachment to that thing. However, when I use the term commitment, when I am committed to doing something in the new year, that's different, right? That word feels different. I am committed to fill in the blank here. When we say those words out loud, we feel an emotional connection because all of us know the magnitude of making a commitment. When you commit to something that you are saying, it is done, I am going to follow through, I am going to see this thing to the end. And so your bullshit, while it's still there, right? I am still here sitting in the closet telling myself, just go back downstairs to your coffee, it's fine, you'll figure it out later. Like all that shit will still be there, but you know back in your mind, no. I am committed. I am going to see this thing through. So per usual, I'm jumping off script already because as I'm recording this podcast, dragging myself through this opening with you all, I'm having a thought go on over and over in my brain just saying done is better than perfect. Done is better than perfect. And I think that is such an important reminder as we move into the new year and as we start opening up ourselves to new commitments and new goals and new opportunities that done is always better than perfect. And here's the thing perfect never happens. (laughs) And we forget that when we start holding ourselves to new standards, when we set new goals for ourselves, we tell ourselves, well, if I can't do this perfectly, then I'm not going to do this at all. That is something that happens all the time. That's something I see at the gym. That is the biggest killer of any body-related goals ever. It is this silly, stupid, I'll just say it, quest to perfection. And I see this in terms of people saying, you know, I'm going to come five days a week. I'm going to come five days a week and I'm going to work out for an hour. Well, what happens? Life happens, right? Life happens. There's going to be a week where five days is just not an option. And so you tell yourself, well, fuck it. 
there's I can't this this week is a loss this week I is a failure so I'm just not even going to bother forgetting that there's still four other days that you could have gotten yourself to the gym or you only have 20 minutes to work out you don't have your normal hour to work out is an hour better than 20 minutes yeah, absolutely. But 20 minutes is better than zero minutes that didn't happen. And so when we put ourselves and we hold ourselves to these standards of perfection, knowing that we can't meet them, all we are doing is giving ourselves an opportunity to fail. It's like we are starting out on all these new projects, all these new goals, all these things that are new to us and expecting ourselves to be perfect at them. That is just not the case. And so that's the first hot take in this episode is done is better than perfect. If you are holding yourself to perfection, that is your bullshit at work. And bigger than that, I think you're doing that because you want to self-sabotage. You don't want to see this goal through. And that is something like that is a sticky belief to talk about. However, I really do think it's the case with a lot of people and a lot of goals. It has certainly been the case with me in the past where I know if I set myself up to these unreasonable standards, then I have an excuse to stop, right? And that doesn't feel good. We want an excuse to stop. We want to be able to tell our friends, oh no, I am not doing that anymore because I'm too busy. I don't have time for that. And we believe it. (laughs) We believe it because we've told ourselves, well, I need to be at the gym five days a week for an hour. And so we feel justified in making those excuses, forgetting that we could be at the gym three days a week for 45 minutes. And that would be just as good. Actually, it would be better because we can actually do that. We can wrap our heads around that. And so, you know, there's a two for one thing here. Perfection is a killer of dreams because perfection does not happen. You may look at other people. You may look at other people who have achieved things and think they have done so perfectly. They haven't. Like they, they have not. You have not seen their failures. You have not seen their struggles. You have not seen them falter over and over and over again. You are only seeing their wins, which is cool because it's inspiring, right? We can look to these people and we can say, wow, that's what I want. I want to emulate that. They are showing me that that's available and that's amazing to have people that we look to that we can be inspired by. However, we need to remember the other side of that coin. Those people aren't lucky. Those people are, you know, well, they might be lucky, right? That's a whole other conversation, but those people have failed. I am willing to bet that anybody we have looked at over and over again for inspiration has hundreds of failures that we have never seen. That is this going to be the same for ourselves, right? We are not going to get our wins without experiencing so many losses along the way. And that is something we need to remind ourselves of before we go into January. Part of the process to achieving anything big or small is losing. We need to embrace that. Perfection is never going to happen And perfection is earned. (laughs) Perfection is earned by taking a million shots, figuring out where the angles suck and where the angles are good. Like that's how we can get those things to happen all the time. And then the other one, if you're setting yourself up perfection, that very well could just be your bullshit trying to make an excuse later because then you feel justified in saying, well, it's just too hard. I think, again, people, I know people do that at the gym. I see it all the time. It's really easy to do with eating, too. We tell ourselves, well, healthy eating is too hard. It's too much money. I have to read all these labels. I have to, you know, I can't have this. I can't have this. No, that's not true. 
That's not true. You're listening to rules from some other person. You're putting all those things on your plate, thinking that that is the only way to do things. You're aiming for perfect when you should just be aiming for a little bit better. Let's just make one small improvement. But when you keep yourselves on those rigid standards, you can look yourself in the mirror and you can say, okay, well, I tried, but it was just too hard, so I'm done. So yeah, again, hot take number one, Perfection is the killer of dreams. Done is better than perfect. And if we want to achieve any goal, we need to understand when to just say, okay, I'm going to put my nose down. I'm going to get it done. I'm going to show up for myself as best as I can. But the main thing here, the most important thing is that I am showing up for myself. Anything that happens after that is a side effect. And it's wonderful. If I have a wonderful outcome that is amazing that I can learn from it, and if I have a shitty, horrible outcome that is amazing and I can learn from it, and in both situations, we keep it moving. But I'm getting ahead of myself because we can't worry about perfection being the killer of goals before we talk about setting the initial goal. And setting the goals, well, there's so much there. There's, you know, go back to the highest self episode that I recorded way, way back in, in, gosh, I think that was 19 episodes ago. And ask yourself, you know, what is my highest self doing? How do I want to show up for myself? There's so many wonderful questions you can be asking to figure out what your true goals are. But on the more aggressive side of that and the more bullshit caller side of that, if you're not willing to start your goal right now, you're not going to be willing to start it in January. And that's important too. And so when we think about our goals and our resolutions and our commitments to self, we have to ask ourselves, what am I willing to do right now? And if you're not willing to do the thing right now that you think you're going to be willing to do a week from now, cross it off your list. That's your bullshit at work. You are setting yourself up for failure and you are not going to do that to yourself anymore. That's kind of why I hate New Year's resolutions is because we consistently set ourselves up every single year to fail. And then we wonder why we have no self-efficacy. Then we wonder why we feel like we have no discipline. Well, it's because we're not following through on these things. And so really, really important in goal setting is to start incredibly small, like annoyingly small because then you know you can do it. Confidence is one when we know that we can rely on ourselves, but we are never going to be able to rely on ourselves when we are holding ourselves to impossible standards that we have never held before. right? It makes no sense. We walk into the new year and we just say, okay, new me. I am now going to be able to eat healthy. I'm going to be able to go to the gym. I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to journal. I'm going to stop yelling at slow drivers in front of me. I am just going to be this high vibing, killing it at life person instantly. Is that ever going to happen? No, (laughs) no, it's never going to happen. And so that leaves us feeling defeated by the six, right? Feeling like a failure, like we need to start all over and like, okay, yet again, I have failed. And then we wonder why our confidence is in the take. Then we wonder why we feel so unprepared to make changes in our lives. Well, because we've always bitten off way more than we can chew. And so that is what I want for you this year is to start incredibly small smaller than you think. If you have a goal to go to the gym five days a week, I want you to make it two, maybe three. Anything more than three is just you're on some bullshit. If you have a goal to clean up your diet, instead of going full-on keto, full-on Whole30, full-on sugar detox, full-on whatever, what are two things that you, two, that's it, two, two things that you can do to improve your diet? And then once you have nailed those two things down, once they're happening habitually, and I'm not talking nail them down from Monday through Friday. I am talking down weeks at a time. 
like at least six weeks when, until these things are just happening without you thinking about them. They're happening on good days. They're happening on bad days. They're happening on weekends. They're happening on Saturdays, just like they are on Mondays. When these things are happening just easily, then we can think about adding more. And so what does that look like? Okay, that looks like drinking more water and adding vegetables with one of your meals. And then that's it. Because anything else is probably asking too much from yourself unless you already have a solid baseline. That's the thing that we forget when we are going into goal-setting seasons is we completely disregard our baseline. We just tell ourselves who we want to be, which is wonderful. You know I'm a big fan of that. You know I'm a fan of future planning, of manifesting, of doing all those things. But none of that shit works when it is in complete and utter disconnect with where you are right now in your life. And we have an easy bullshit caller for that. Ask yourself, am I willing to do that right now? And if the answer is no, you ain't going to be willing to do it in a week, period. End of story. Cross that shit off your list. And if you're feeling called out, if you're feeling like judged or shame, don't. That is not what I'm doing. You know, I am never, ever, ever saying anything to you that I have not already said to myself a thousand times understanding that if we are not willing to do something right now, we're not going to be doing willing to do it later is not a shameful thing. That is a freeing thing. That is taking something off of our plate that will allow us to create better self-advocacy, better discipline, better confidence, because that's what confidence is. Confidence is knowing that you can rely on yourself. And when we set ourselves up to fail consistently by putting ourselves on these horribly restrictive diets by holding ourselves to these standards of, you know, fitness that we just have never achieved before, all we are doing is killing our confidence. And then we wonder why we have no self-esteem, right? We wonder why we don't feel good in the jeans, why we don't feel comfortable wearing X or walking into a room or speaking in public or whatever the thing may be. It's because that we are shaken in our own core beliefs about who we are because we do not trust ourselves. And that fucking sucks. But it's an easy fix because we can start learning to trust ourselves by setting ourselves up to win. And that happens by making small, manageable commitments, something that we can do right now, right? So I keep talking about fitness and healthy eating because I know that's something that almost everybody it, it wants to you know, kind of examine and look at in the new year. Both of those things get way overdone though. Way, way, way overdone. Five days a week. Hit it hard. I'm going to do cardio. I'm going to burn X amount of calories. I'm going to... No, 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 no. Where are you right now? We need to think about our baseline. Where are you right now? Now, if I'm having this conversation with somebody who's already going to the gym regularly for three days a week, could... We talk about them bumping it up to five if we knew that they had the schedule to do so and, you know, that they really were just being lazy on the other two days and, you know, going off to Target or whatever, sleeping in. Could we do that? Yeah, absolutely. But if I'm talking to somebody else who hasn't been to the gym in the last two years and they feel like they're overwhelmed managing their, you know, daily stuff, is five days a week realistic? Fuck no. We're going to start with two. We are going to start with two, the bare minimum, until we can build our self-efficacy and we can build that two days into part of our routine and our habit. And then we move on from there. Because again, I can't stress this enough. Done is all that matters. Perfection does not exist. In two days a week, they add up, friends. Like if I, I say this all the time at the gym and nobody believes me. If you can get yourself physically active three days a week, 
And of course, the how matters, but that's a whole other podcast. We're not talking about strength training today. We're not talking about, you know, fitness. Well, we are, but not, you know, the technicalities of it all. But if you can get in three full body resistance training workouts a week and do that for months, like months, not one month, not two months, not three months, but like six months, like 12 months, because that's how long it really takes. Nobody wants to have those conversations. We want quick fixes. Y'all want to go to the booty building programs that give you, you know, 30-day results. This shit doesn't happen, right? If you have a coach who's promising you results in six weeks, you don't have a coach. You have somebody who's trying to make money off of you. That is it. You do not have a coach. You do not have an ally. You do not have a friend. You have somebody who is looking at your wallet, looking to make money. A real coach, a coach who knows what they're doing, a coach who wants to see you succeed, a coach who wants to set you up for long-term lasting, lasting being the key word, success, is going to look you in the eyes and they're going to say, okay, around month three, you're going to start to see changes. You're going to start feeling changes. You're going to start feeling better. It's not going to happen until around month three. Around month six, then some more cool shit starts happening. In around a year, well, that's where it gets really fucking cool, right? And any, so then, but think about that back in terms of two days a week. Two days a week done for a year, that leads to really, really amazing things. Five days a week done for four weeks, don't leave to dick shit. <laughs> doesn't make any changes, doesn't make any improvement. And so, you know, back to self-efficacy, it may seem like we're being too easy on ourselves by setting the bar so low, we're not. We're actually setting the bar really, really, really unbelievably high because in doing steps like that, we're telling ourselves, I'm committed. I am here for the long haul. I am going to see this through. I am going to get my ass to the gym two days a week come hell or high water. That is going to happen. Five days a week is easy for people to say, nope, too hard, can't do this, don't have the time, don't have the money. We can write that shit off. Y'all. I don't care who you are right now listening. You know you can do two days a week. You know you can make that happen for your body. You know you can make that happen for your health, for your future. That is the type of goals that I am talking about. And when we commit to those, shit gets really fucking cool. The thing we need to be careful about when it comes to body-related goals is trying to fix problems with unrelated solutions. So what am I talking about here? Well, that is if you hate your body, why do you think that going to spin class five days a week is going to make you love your body? It's not. <laughs> it just means that you're taking the body that you hate to spin class. If you hate your body, going to yoga more is not going to fix that. If you hate your body, eating more kale is not going to fix that. And so we need to stop looking for solutions that are unrelated to the root of the problem. And that's where we get it fucked up is we tell ourselves, well, I hate my body because I am X. Fill in your bullshit there. I am fat. I am bloated. I've gained weight. I've, you know, put on whatever. We tell ourselves, once I fix that, then I'm going to fix how I feel about myself. That ain't the truth. If you hate yourself right now, you're going to hate yourself 20 pounds from now. It's still not going to be good enough. And so instead of saying, just setting these arbitrary goals, I'm going to go to the gym more. I'm going to take more spin classes. I'm going to go to more yoga. I'm going to eat more kale. I'm going to, you know, whatever. Why? Why are you doing that? Well, because I don't feel good in my body. Okay, fair enough, valid. Everybody should feel amazing in your body, wanting to change your body. 
whole big conversation that we could have. I've, I'm going to keep saying this. I am. I will never tell somebody that wanting to lose weight is a bad thing. I believe wholeheartedly in body positivity, but I hate the other side of that that makes people feel shameful for wanting to change their bodies. Only you know how you feel in your skin. And if wanting to change your body is something that you feel would make you feel better, that is your right. However, why? right? That's where we forget to ask. That's where we don't take those steps. And we don't take that steps because of our bullshit, because we don't want to know the real answers. We don't want to dig deeper. We just want to keep going to band-aid solutions. So we just say, all right, I'm just going to do a shitload of cardio and I'm going to like myself more. No. Why are you not happy in your body? What do you feel like right now? And what do you want to feel like later, right? That is really, really important to identify if you want to be actually committed to yourself. Anything else is a resolution. And resolutions do not work. Make all the resolutions that you want. They're probably not going to happen. Make a commitment. That's a different type of energy. That is a different type of feeling that you are approaching there. So what are you committing to? How do you want to feel in your body? Get really, really clear on that. I want to feel good. I want to feel confident. I want to feel comfortable in my skin. Wonderful. Amazing. How can we make that happen? Are you going to feel good if you're not eating any gluten or sugar? No. (laughs) That doesn't feel good. That feels like shit. Are you going to feel good if you're not having any dairy at all? Nope. Uh Uh-uh, that doesn't feel good. That feels very, very restrictive. Are you going to feel good if you can never eat another slice of pizza? Nope, that doesn't feel good. Are you going to feel good if for the next 30 days you can't have anything with, you know, some cheese on it? No, like that does not feel good. We need to take all that shit off of our list. However, are you going to feel good if you prioritize eating more vegetables with your meals? Yeah, that's going to feel pretty good. Are you going to feel good if you prioritize putting animal protein on your plate with most of your meals? Mm-hmm. That's going to feel good. Are you going to feel good if you get eight hours of sleep at night? Yeah, you bet your ass you will. Are you going to feel good if you do not snooze your alarm 47 times and you actually wake up when it first goes off? Yep, that feels really good. So those are the questions we need to be asking ourselves because what we think is going to give us the solutions to our problem, you know, restrictive eating. I'm going to feel so good when I haven't had anything with more, you know, when I'm only eating X amount of calories, when I'm only eating X amount of carbs. We, that, we, that's not going to feel good. And all it takes is a little self-questioning to help us see our bullshit right there. So we do not go back down that road. I want to feel confident. Okay. Were well, you going to feel confident when you are thinking and obsessing about everything that you can and cannot eat? No, you're going to be thinking about food. Are you going to feel confident when you know that you just had a binge last weekend because you are so food deprived and calorically deprived and joy deprived that you can't hold your shit together for five days in a row? No, you don't feel confident. You feel like a fucking loser. I know because I've been there a thousand times before. However, do you feel confident when you tell yourself, all right, today I'm going to really do my best to take care and listen to my body, however that looks. I'm just going to show up and do that. Does that instill confidence when you are listening to yourself, learning about yourself? Yeah, you bet your ass it does. More confidence than you know what to do with, believe me. Like, dig deeper. How do you want to feel in your body and what is going to give you that feeling? You want to feel good in your skin? Treating yourself like shit is not going to give you that. You're still going to hate yourself. Go to all the yoga, eat all the kale, go to all the spin classes, do whatever the fuck you want to do. You are still going to hate yourself. Stop going to solutions that are unrelated to the problem. Get really clear on why your goals are important to you and how those goals are going to make you feel 
And then ask yourself, well, what does that person do? What is somebody who feels confident in their skin? What do they do to their body? How do they treat their body? What is somebody who loves and respects themselves? How do they treat their body? You'll call your bullshit right there. Somebody who loves and respects themselves does not deprive themselves into oblivion. That shit does not happen. Somebody who loves and respects themselves does not force themselves to do, you know, extra cardio because they ate a slice of pizza. That shit doesn't happen. Get clear on your why and you will find your how. And those things, they won't be resolutions anymore. They will be commitments to yourself. And then before you know it, they're just going to be mindless habits because that's the end goal, right? Any New Year's resolution that we are setting ourselves up for, we are just trying to make that into the person that we are, how we show up for ourselves. That's when shit gets really cool. Well, supercharge that. Sit down with a pen and paper and ask yourself, how do I want to feel What does that person do? There it is. There's your list. But go back to the beginning. Don't be putting everything on that list into your commitments. That shit doesn't go, that's not going to work. Pick a couple things from each category. So, you know, a couple things for fitness, a couple things for nutrition. And then, of course, there's a whole other plethora of goals. And so let's take a quick break and then let's talk about the goals that have nothing to do with our bodies. Because guess what, friends? We are so much more than our fucking bodies. I don't want to talk about weight loss or fitness anymore. So hold, please. And let's talk about other more exciting goals. So listen, you know how I feel about body-related stuff. I am a huge believer that how you interact with your physical being is how you interact with the world around you. Examining that is always something that you should do. I feel extraordinarily good in my body right now, right? I've done a lot of work on myself for years and years and years because, yeah, that's how long it has taken, friends. Again, hard pill to swallow, but it's the truth, right? This shit, you do not love your body after 30 days. You don't. It ain't going to happen. Like, just throw that fucking idea out. You're still going to have all your bullshit in February. You're still going to have it in March. And then around April, you're going to go, oh, that's why I have that bullshit. (laughs) Right? Same thing. So, you know, I'm a huge, I'm a huge believer in that how interacting with yourself and examining that. But it can't be the only thing we're doing, right? We have to have other things. We have to have other projects. We have to have other aspirations. We have to be worried about more than having a certain size, weighing a certain amount, or having a six-pack. That cannot be our life's focus. And so ask yourself, what else do you want to call in this year? What do you want to do? Who do you want to be? Like, what is important to you? What is that thing that you've been putting off forever that you just keep hearing about? Is it a side hustle? Is it, you know, starting a podcast? Is it starting a blog? Is it, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. Ask yourself, how can I make this a reality? Because unlived potential is just a fucking crime. (laughs) Do not sell yourself short. Do not tell yourself you're not good enough. Do not tell yourself you won't know what to do. Believe me, if I can figure out, like, how to do a website, you can figure out anything, anything in the whole entire world. So have these conversations with yourself. Who do you want to be? What do you want to do? What is important to you? Get really, really clear on those things and have the courage to create goals that have nothing to do with your body because you are so much more than your body. And that is what I hope you know in 2022. Oh, that feels so weird to say, right? Like, wasn't it just 2020 and we were all so excited and now here we are? And listen, I ain't doing doom and gloom. I ain't not doing that. I am hopeful as fuck for the new year. <laughs> and nobody is going to take that away from me. So I have lots of goals that are have nothing to do with my body this year. Lots and lots of goals. However, all of them will be reevaluated 
on my birthday. Why my birthday? Well, because it's about six months out from January, and so it's a good little time. But this is the last thing I want to talk about before I wrap up this episode, and that is taking time to reevaluate your goals because the thing with commitments, they it's going to change. It's going to ebb and flow. What is important to us right now may not be important to us in a couple months, and that is okay, which is why we need to have checks and balances. And that is what is going to keep our confidence in alignment, right? That is what is going to keep us feeling good and feeling proud of ourselves instead of just feeling like we quit, that we are a failure. Because there may be something that you feel right now is really important to you that's just not going to be important to you in a couple months, right? Or if you just find yourself doing it and you're like, oh, I hate this. I dread this. And you know the difference between something that you need to call your bullshit on versus something that just really does not feel good to your being. It does not feel in alignment with your highest self. Stopping those behaviors isn't a failure. That is kindness. And so we need to create checks and balances. Ask yourself, when are you going to reevaluate your goals? You need to have something in there. I'm Everything on my list, everything that I'm committing to this year for myself are all habits that I have had in place for a very long time. So that is why my commitment is almost six months down the road. If you are committing to something that is brand new to you or that is a huge ask, do not do that. Ask is commit to check in with yourself by Valentine's Day. That's that's six weeks. That's longer than like 30 days. Anybody can grind out anything for 30 days. By six weeks, you're gonna know. Is this adding to my life or do I fucking dread it? Right? Give yourself an out. Give yourself a chance to reevaluate how things are working for you with ruthless awareness and with ruthless amounts of kindness because both need to happen. You need to be always willing to call your bullshit and always willing to show yourself grace. So like something that is a daily thing, reevaluate that after six weeks. If you're telling yourself, you know, I'm going to eat more vegetables and I'm going to do so by eating vegetables with every single breakfast I eat and I'm going to make myself do that for six weeks, you can do that. You can 100% do that. There is no room for bullshit, no room for error, no room for failure. You can do that as long as you're willing to hold yourself to that commitment. But then in six weeks, you say, okay, was it necessary? Is it necessary to do every single day? Maybe for some of you, yes. Maybe for some of you, no. But like give yourself an opportunity where it's not just like, oh, hey, this is the rest of my life, right? We are going to change. We are going to need to release things. Allow yourself that wiggle room. So when you're making your goals for this year, jot down a date to reevaluate those things and then really do it. Like really, really do it because friends, I cannot stress this enough. If you want to have something different, it means doing something that you've never done, which for all of us is self-questioning. It's taking time to get to know ourselves a little better. It's asking ourselves who we really want or who we really are and what we really want and who we really want to be and what we are willing to do in order to be that person. When we can get clear on those things, really, really amazing things happen. But I need to cut this episode. I hear my little guys stirring downstairs, which means I'm going to be asked to make waffles at any minute now. <laughs> and I'll spare you the, you know, the mom sounds coming from the background. I hope this episode helped. Um, again, I am now seeing one-on-one clients. I'm excited to see you pop on my schedule. It's amazing. I can do those in person. If you're local, we can meet right in my office, which just got a makeover and it makes me so happy to sit in there. Um, so we can do those right in my office or virtually. I've done, at this point, about 95% of my coaching virtually. I love it. I love to connect with people all over. So we can have a phone call. We can meet on Zoom. But I would love to help you figure 
your bullshit out this year. I would love to help you figure out what the missing link is. Where are you sliding, right? What is happening that is keeping you from where you want to be? Like in most people with an hour long call, an hour long chat, we can solve so much shit. We can find so much clarity and come up with so many ways to move forward and so many ways to so many things that need to be released, so many things that need to be reexamined, so many things that are just bullshit beliefs that we do not even need to hold on to. Like it is just incredible. So yeah, I would love, I would love to meet you. I would love to work with you further. You can send me a DM if you're interested in doing that or just head, you know, right to my website and you'll see all the information there. But I hope your takeaway is start small. Start small. Done is better than perfect. Know what is important to you. Know who you want to be. Know why it is important to you and know how you are going to create that feeling, right? That is very, very important. How can I create that feeling? Because quite often, and I swear that I'm going to really get off the subject, but quite often what we think is going to make us feel one way is doing the opposite. And that's almost always the case when it comes to our diet. We think we are going to feel good, sexy, all those things when we just eat barely nothing, when we live off twigs and berries. That doesn't fucking happen. We feel even more like shit and then we feel like failures because we can't hold ourselves to those just insanely high standards. Don't do that to yourself this year, friends. Do not do that to yourself. So you know where to find me. We will. I will be back next week in the new year. We're going to talk more about um, body-related diet type stuff. As always, hit me up if you have any questions. And hit me up if you would love to chat further. If there's something you want to talk about next week or any, any point in this podcast, let me know. I will talk to you later.